Coming to you from Silicon Valley, I'm Marcus Edwards, and I'm on the hunt for recruiting leaders, producers, innovators, and pioneers who've made their mark on the industry and can't wait to share their points of view. We'll tackle the tough topics and dig deep to find the answers you're looking for and some actionable advice you can take to the bank. So stick around and stay tuned, and welcome to Recruiting Trailblazers. Hey, it's Marcus here from Recruiting Trailblazers, and today I'm going to tell you what I think is the biggest missed opportunity in recruiting and share my two-step strategy about how you can potentially transform your approach as a recruiter so that the work you do today, regardless of whether you make the placement or hire the right person, actually counts for something tomorrow and sets you up for success in the future. But first, let me tell you all about this new thing called ChatGPT for recruiters. It's all right. I'm just kidding. That's for another podcast. I think the biggest missed opportunity today in recruiting is how the prospects or candidates whom you actually speak with, who don't end up getting the job, feel now about you, the recruiter, the organization you represent, and the service you provide. Think about it for a second. That's a lot of people, right? Starting with all the people you spoke to only once about the opportunity and who didn't progress further, and ending with the handful of people who made it all the way to finals only to be rejected or maybe decline the offer. In other words, I'm talking about most of the people you speak with, maybe as many as 10 or 15 or even 20 times the number of people you end up actually placing. So, how do you think they feel about you now? Well, the chances are you provided a decent level of service or better. And hey, they probably liked you or at least didn't mind you. But ask yourself this. Three months, six months, even a year later, how many of them actually remember you? And how many of them are shouting from the rooftops about you as a recruiter or at least advocating on your behalf? How many of those people would think of you first when their good friend or colleague asks for a recruiter recommendation? How many of those people are calling you up with leads and introductions because of how you made them feel and how you still communicate with them today? What do you think? Or is that just too high a standard to shoot for? After all, the first time you speak with a candidate, aren't you merely trying to find out whether they're interested and qualified for a specific role before you really get into it with them? You know how it goes. Recruiter reaches out to a new candidate who agrees to an intro call, then it's, Hi Sally, great to talk to you. I've got an amazing opportunity. I'd love to run by you. Let me tell you all about it. And then the recruiter proceeds to share, or dare I say sell, the opportunity to the candidate. And that's all before the recruiter has even asked their prospect a single question. Yes, they know the candidate is potentially interested, but beyond that, they're basically shooting in the dark. And when the candidate self-selects out for money or work from home, or some other reason, or they reveal they don't quite have the skills required, it's game over instantly. No relationship, no referrals, and certainly no Christmas card exchanges. Done and dusted, on to the next. And therein, I believe, lies the biggest opportunity. But let's take a step back for a second, because this is all about mindset. What's the first thing a recruiter does after taking a detailed job brief from a client? They start sourcing and reaching out to candidates who look like a good match. Using the database and LinkedIn for people they know, 
LinkedIn recruiter for people they don't know, all the while staying focused on the problem at hand, filling the position with the right candidate. That's the mindset. Stay focused on the prize and evaluate every candidate through the lens of the specific requirement to determine whether they're qualified and suitable, moving on quickly from those who aren't. But I think you might be missing a trick and looking at things too transactionally if this is how you view your role as a recruiter. Let me explain. You see, long-term success for the best recruiters isn't just determined by how many people you can reach out to cold and speak to on a weekly basis. That might play a small part in it, but long-term success for the best recruiters is determined by the connections they make, the reputation they build, and the degree to which the candidates they meet are inspired to become advocates on their behalf, and hence sources of information, recommendations, and referrals. Because as you grow as a recruiter, there's nothing more powerful and magical than your very own hand-built referral network. Nothing. And all it requires is a shift in mindset and methodology in order to access the magic I speak of. Let me read you a quote I wrote a long time ago when I started to figure out this stuff for myself. The long-term relationship value of earning trusted advisor status with all your prospects and candidates, some of whom you'll place, most of whom you won't, significantly outweighs the short-term transactional value of viewing that prospect only through the lens of the role you're currently looking to fill. You see, if someone's worth reaching out to, they're worth connecting with. Not just having a conversation with, but actually connecting with, building trust and forming a bond, and just as importantly, maintaining that bond by keeping in regular contact. And that's very different from just checking to see if they're interested and qualified. In fact, it's a whole different approach. And this approach not only pays huge dividends in the relationship building department, it also sets you up for success when it comes to meaningfully representing the role that you'd reached out to them about in the first place. Remember earlier I mentioned about shooting in the dark? A lot of recruiters go into full-on sales mode before they've even asked a single question because they just can't wait to extol the many virtues of their incredible job or client. Well, guess what? Nobody really wants to be sold to anymore. You don't, I don't. So when a recruiter phones you up and launches into a passionate diatribe chock full of superlatives about their amazing opportunity, it just doesn't sit that well with a lot of people and can, in fact, you know, come across a little cringy. Why? Because it's all about what the recruiter wants. They want to fill the position and they're hoping that their prospects will bite. And so at this point, it just feels like selling, not solving. And great recruiters don't just sell, they solve. So let's talk about how to crack both of those problems with one strategy and turn you into a solver rather than just a seller, and most importantly, so as to position you as a trusted resource and subject matter expert in order to turbocharge your ability to build this robust and substantial referral information and recommendation network so you can compete with the top recruiters out there today and massively reduce your dependency on cold Canada outreach in the future. 
It's important to note that we are talking about top-of-the-funnel candidate conversations here because that's where the biggest fallout occurs and that's where the biggest opportunity lies to build the foundations for a relationship that will stand the test of time. But I'm not discounting the importance of delivering a stellar candidate experience beyond the first call. How well you communicate overall and give feedback throughout the entire hiring process clearly plays a very big part in your ongoing relationship with that candidate. Anyway, the strategy is twofold, and I call it relationship before role, otherwise known as the SAMS method, which is an acronym you may have heard me mention in previous podcasts. And it's pretty simple. Step one is to completely rethink your candidate intro or screening calls by adopting the SAMS method which you might already be familiar with. Step two is nurture those relationships by keeping in touch with everyone you speak with by driving value, information and opportunities in their direction via a bi-monthly newsletter, utilising your ATS's functionality or a separate email marketing platform like MailChimp or ConvertKit. Alternatively, you can just rely upon your LinkedIn newsfeed to post content and reach your connections that way on a regular basis. But there's no guarantee when you do share content that the algorithm is actually going to share it with everybody in your network. It usually just sends it out to a sample section and then depending upon engagement shares with a wider audience. So I actually think that the newsletter methodology is a better one because it guarantees receipt of those emails with your intended audience. Anyway, let's get into this two-step strategy. In its essence, relationship before role is the philosophy of treating every candidate conversation as an opportunity to build a meaningful connection and a complete understanding of a person whose life and career you may be able to impact positively in due course. Ideally, this person may then choose to reciprocate in a variety of different ways, from sharing information and advice to making introductions or referrals to other candidates and potentially hiring managers or clients. All very powerful stuff. And you'll probably make quite a few friends along the way, which is never a bad thing. Its beauty is in its simplicity. And the SAMS method quite simply describes the conversational pit stops you'll need to observe in order to execute on the relationship before role philosophy. SAMS is an acronym for situation, aspirations, motivations, and skills. So let's quickly run through the SAMS conversational strategy. First, situation. What's their current state? With rapport building in mind, you're going to start off with some safe questions about their current role, projects or initiatives they're working on, and maybe some recent professional accomplishments they're proud of to further warm up the conversation and also begin the process of skills and experience evaluation. The key is to keep it conversational and try to stick to open questions. Remember, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Okay, up next is aspirations. Once you've got a good feeling for their current state, it's time to start investigating what their future state looks like, the type of role, the type of company, the type of work they want to do, and the type of people they want to end up doing it with. In other words, what does their next opportunity look like? Next up is motivations. What are the underlying catalysts or motivators that are actually going to galvanize them into action? And why would a move like this be so meaningful? Getting to the bottom of their motivators is really where the magic happens from a relationship development standpoint, because you're giving oxygen to their innermost drivers and dreams. 
connecting at this level is a real game changer for your relationship. So listening carefully and demonstrating a complete understanding of these points is crucial for bonding to happen. By the way, never underestimate the power of questions about culture. As I've always said on the podcast, culture is the biggest mover of people, both in and out of companies. So connecting with your candidate about culture motivators can be a very powerful lever and often a big part of their incentive to make a change. And finally, skills and experience. Now that you've built some real rapport and taken the time to understand your prospect's career trajectory and what motivates them, it's the perfect time to get to the bottom of what they bring to the table from a skills and experience perspective. Now, everybody handles this part of the conversation differently, and you've likely been trained better than I can advise you here in your specific recruiting niche. But here's a few tips I will share. Always be honest about the depth of your technical knowledge. Candidates are usually more than willing to explain technical jargon if you're upfront and honest about what you do and don't know. And the one thing I will say that has served me really well is to try and understand a candidate's skills and experience from a functional perspective by attempting to wrap my head around the business problems they've been focused on solving, the actual projects they've delivered, and the outcomes or the benefits to the business that they've been responsible in driving, whether they're financial or otherwise. Your client or hiring manager will always appreciate hearing about those accomplishments and how they impacted the business's bottom line or any other business variable. And finally, remember, Despite your client or hiring manager's specific instructions, there are no perfect candidates. But sometimes, a shortfall in skills and experience can be offset by an individual's attitude and approach. So keep an ear out for passion, positivity and powerful communication skills as your client may often relent in the name of hire for attitude, train for skills. Okay, So now you've built a comprehensive picture of your candidate's capabilities and requirements moving forward, and you've built trust and mutual respect by making the conversation all about their needs rather than just yours. You're now in a very strong position to reconcile the opportunity at hand if it makes sense to do so, which it may or may not based on what you now know. But if it does make sense, you know exactly why, and you can tailor your interpretation of the role accordingly. No shooting in the dark required. Now, regardless of how you both choose to proceed, all that's left to do is to ask the candidate for permission to keep in touch via your informative and value-packed bi-monthly newsletter. So that's it in a nutshell. If you're serious about building a thriving candidate referral, recommendation and information network, adopt a relationship before role today, give the SAMS method a good workout And don't forget to keep in touch with all your new trusted connections. That's it from me. I'm Marcus Edwards. I'll have another interview for you next week. Cheers for now. 